Okay, so um, this week we're not, we don't even have an intro. Fuck an intro. Here we are. Into right, yo, right, right yo, into yo, that. Right, in right into the album. Um, so we're talking about Lil Baby. Yeah. And I'm listening to the album, and I'm going through songs, and I get to one of the better songs on the album, in my opinion. We'll get into that at some point. But on the second verse of this song. On Lil Baby's second verse of this song, he says, We should start a group and we can call it new edition. Maybe we can do it different, probably make a hundred million. I come from a place between the bricks where it was hard at. Whenever I ain't around, they talking flower at the fall back. My dog just lost his dog into the system. He got me fucked. New edition is Bobby Brown, Ralph Tresvant, Johnny Gill, Ricky Bell, Ronnie DeVoe. Michael Bivens. Now, who is the Bobby Brown of Thug and Lil Baby's new edition? I don't think either one of them are the Bobby Brown. You think it's Future? No. I was I would say Future, but I feel like even Future isn't as problematic as Bobby Brown. Like, like Bobby Brown was going to jail, jail. I'm trying to think who. I maybe I said maybe Kodak. No. no, you don't think Kodak could be the Bobby Brown of the uh, new edition? I, I think it's about the star power. You got to yeah. match up you the got, star power you with don't think the troublemaking. I think Kodak is a star power, star yeah. power troublemaker. Co- no. Kodak's extremely talented, but, but way more problematic than talented. Than talented, yes. Okay, so who and is? I don't, and I don't believe he had the star power to leverage that out. Like Bobby Brown had the star power to measure out the the problematicness of his career. So who's Bobby Brown? Six nine. Why no, would you do no. that? <laughs> no, I was like, gonna say like a young boy never broke again. I still think it's future because future's bound to get him. A future was as I was driving over here thinking of this. Future was the first person that came to mind, but I feel like there was somebody better. But out Bobby there. Brown was like the youngest of New Edition, right? I think he was the youngest at the time. Yeah, and Future's Bobby, not the youngest in this he's equation. He's definitely not the youngest. But Bobby, in this Bobby had Whitney. Future has Sierra. Had hey, I'm just saying if you can't get you if you can't get you an R&B star, you can't be Bobby Brown. But it's not future. Okay, so who is it's it's, it's, So is it nobody else that has an R&B star on their shoulder on their arm? <laughs> or at least has that potential where you can see it in their future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it have to be Lil Baby then. So Lil Baby is Bobby Brown. That doesn't feel. He's not problematic. Yeah, it doesn't feel. He's so non problematic. Okay. Is it the baby? Okay, uh, yeah. I'm not mad at that. I mean, they call. I'm him not a, mad at that. Actually, I roll. I'll roll with that. I roll well, with that. Yeah, he's that's killed the, people. That's your guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still walking around out here doing Hold his here. thing. I like this. The showmanship. Yeah. I think yeah. Whitney Houston is like Lizzo in this case. Wow, this thing went the, way. <laughs> this thing went way far left than I thought. <laughs> And this is like this is like before we were talking about something even dumber. Yeah, before, before you got oh. here. Yeah. <laughs> yo, Lizzo as Whitney Houston is amazing. Okay, if so she's our next Whitney, and the see, baby. I feel, I feel our like next Lil Bobby. Baby could be Ralph Tresvant. I feel I'm, like the, I feel I'm like not, Lil I'm not Baby. Too bad. How, how, how do you line it up though? What's the contrast? I think I think Ralph Tresvant had like his own. Kind of, he wasn't a superstar, but he had his own star quality, and he was kind of 
not quiet, but I feel like Ralph Tresvant was like maybe the least flashy one or the least like OD one of New, new Edition. edition. Like okay. I feel like Baby is a calmer verse. Like you don't really see Baby like acting up, like going like super, super crazy, okay. hyper or anything like that. Okay. Johnny Gill was the one I had a little bit of trouble with. I didn't really come <laughs> up with a good Johnny Gill. Why? Because what's his personality? Well, I feel like Johnny Gill is like, I don't know if he he might be the oldest one here. The okay. oldest two might, might be either him or Michael Bivens is probably the oldest. But I feel like Johnny Gill is the oldest one. Mm-hmm. He's the mature. Maybe he's future. Like the more or Wayne, or Wayne. Okay. Or Relatively Wayne, the speaking. more mature, the more mature. Even though, even though I feel like Wayne, I don't know, is Wayne too old to like be in a new be edition? Be in a new edition? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think maybe. <laughs> he's like, the manager, maybe. Yeah, maybe he's the manager who's okay. like he learned from Baby and like ran off with all new editions money. Like, oh them. my god, <laughs> like, okay, like, okay. Like the manager did. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I didn't come up with a new uh, with a good Johnny Gill. I thought maybe. Like, uh, uh, no, not I was gonna say Kevin Gates, but not Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates, Kevin Gates is not in this group. He would go Gates has. I feel like Kevin Gates has an effect. Oh, maybe. Well, no, not him. Either. Something we got to do is like also narrow down like who can actually be in this new edition. Like, who's new enough? New, right. Who's new enough new to, be, to be in these Because, like, like, Future and Thug didn't necessarily come out at the same time, but somehow they, like, align together. The, in the same yeah, space. Yeah, they're in the same together. space. Right. So, like, Little Baby's in that space, and I would pick Gunna in that space, and I would pick. Oh, Gunna. Yeah. Oh, who's Gunna in New Edition? Who, who's, who's flashy Gunna enough to be Gunna? Um, I'm going to say. Michael Bivens. I was thinking Michael Bivens for Gunner yeah, too. Yeah, I think Michael Bivens because, yeah, because Michael Bivens always has on like a leather fitted hat or something. There like you a little, go. A little, there like, you like, go. A little bit luxurious. So yeah, he, he would say drip harder. He would, he would drive say drip a Tesla. harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I don't think I've seen he would for sure drive a Tesla. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think I've seen Michael Bivens without his sunglasses on too many times. In like my life. okay, yep, yep, yep. So yep. I feel like that we can I can roll with that. It's all coming together. Um, Ronnie DeVoe. Ronnie DeVoe, I'm not sure about, right? Because, like, Bell Biv DeVoe was his own thing mm-hmm. after New Edition. So I was trying to think, like, who is somebody who was, like, who was, who was somebody who was, like, new enough but maybe already had a situation and then... Like have like a second life, a second life. Yeah, who's like new enough Ooh. to have a second life that has that's not like it's not super K-Cap. old? Because hmm. so, I feel like his second life is like records, mm. not necessarily like a group, mm. but his mm. records. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. K can't be the Ronnie DeVoe with new edition. I'm not. This is like an interesting group. This these people, <laughs> <are not. laughs> they wouldn't make like three songs together at all. Clearly, and this is all. the brainchild of somebody else. This thing falls apart, and then they'll do it behind the music. That was I mean, like this six, manager six, fucked up our lives. Uh, six singers works a hell of a lot better than six rappers. Yeah, what? I can't wait till we get a behind the music on future. I just have so many questions. It's gonna be. Ugly. Like you imagine the stories that people are gonna tell way after the fact about the crazy shit. It's gonna be like twenty years. Future, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not gonna be anytime soon at all. Future be in his sixties. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Before this thing comes out. Speaking of album cuts, this little baby album. This little baby album. I can live out my closet before I go broke. I got too many cars, I ain't paying no note. Too many tango to sleep, I might choke. I be sipping no syrup, I ain't driving no boat. We in the store, she don't know which one go. Just be standing, she slick, but I'm buying them both. We on road 
day on the rug, out his heater. I walk in my car and buy everyone coats. I'm a hyena since everyone goes. Team full of shooters pull up in this coach. I got the drop on the office to go. I get 200 rats every night for a show. I know it's a blessing. Christian Dior and Jordan 11s. I just hope I can duck in the heaven. I just fucked on the ashes for breakfast. I hope she ain't messy. I just be fucking bitches. I'm be testing them. It ain't no. Oh, yeah, this is a podcast. This is a podcast that we do called Something to Say. My name is Ja. I'm Christina. I'm Yo. And we're going to talk about Lil Baby. Lil Baby has a new album. Lil Baby's new album is currently playing and going to get us kicked off of every streaming platform (laughs) not having rights to it. Lil Baby's new album is called My Turn. Right. Is it Lil Baby's turn? I think so. It's his turn. Okay, so what is... Because I feel like this is like... It might have could have been his turn before like Roddy Rich came and was like the Grinch that stole hip hop away oh from everybody. Oh my god, everybody. how dare you? No, I love Roddy, but I'm saying like it's it's Roddy's turn. I feel so, like, I feel like Roddy Rich has no effect on little baby's life at all. Really? At all. I okay. don't I don't believe anything that Roddy Rich does has an impact on what little baby is doing. Not just because coastally, but I think musically they only cross paths like on playlists, but like I don't think that I'm gonna choose Roddy Rich over Little Baby or vice versa. Like I can play them together, I can love them both, but I don't believe anyone's gonna be like. Remember when Jeezy and Gucci was beef, and it was like you gotta pick Gucci or Jeezy. Right. To me, that's like a clashing artistry. Or even like last one. week at this very table, after the mics went off, we did a little bit of soul searching and we asked ourselves: Are we little baby people or are we the baby people? I'm a little baby person. I'm a the baby person. The table was divided. The right. table was divided. See, and yeah. you, yes. speaker of the house, <laughs> yes. you is set upon you to cast the deciding vote. Oh, I thought we were including producer Mike Saba in the whole day. Oh, I guess it is. Okay, I, guess it is. I yeah. didn't forget you, Mike. <laughs> but you got to choose your exactly. baby. Who See, is, Who is your baby? Who Ma- do you love? <laughs> Are you for sure? I told you. You already knew the answer to this question. I know. I choose. You're like, God damn it. Yes. I choose Lil Baby. You saw me at that concert. I know. Your heart was warm. I was clutching it. Yes. Like, God damn. Started off as close friends. And I just (laughs) cried. (laughs) It's an amazing song, by the way. That's what I'm saying. Lil Baby makes you cry. Make you feel things. The baby makes you just, you know, makes you feel good and all. It does make you feel things. The baby is not. The baby has not gone deep into his emotional bag yet. No, he's fighting people. The baby is staying above the surface. Yeah, where the players play. Yeah, where the hits are made. Where the hits are made. <laughs> where the hits are made. I'm not where knocking. People are it. flexing. But there's slapping, no, no. slapping, slapping, slapping the 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 girl, the slapping the boyfriends or the girls that they steal. That's where the baby's playing. Yes, that's what he, that's exactly the game he's playing. That's man. not little baby, man. No, little baby's telling <laughs> you. You sound so sad. <laughs> you sound so sad. That's what I'm saying. Little baby's the baby for the people. He's a little sad though. No, like, no, no. He's a little. He's honest. He. I don't. I don't think he's a liar. I just feel like he's a little. I. I, I get a certain downtrodden feeling a little bit when I listen to little baby. Well, he's but been that's in why jail. you want to root for him. Yeah. So he's talking about living out of his closet. You're like that shit was really hard earned. There's Louis Vuitton and Gucci and Balenciaga in his closet. Hold on, but it was it wasn't always. <laughs> it wasn't always. There was a time where it was just it was just a closet job. Maybe okay. a clothes hanger. Maybe not. Maybe maybe. Have you not. seen an empty closet before? That's sad. <laughs> That's sad. That's Have sad. you always felt this way about Lil Baby? 
No, I like. I generally I like little baby. I think little baby can rap. Like okay, but he is a little sad. Like his so there's something about the tone of his voice, or maybe it's the cadence. It's just yeah, I feel things, but like. I want to feel good, man. I was like, Jala, Jala, I don't want to feel this. <laughs> yeah, I don't, <laughs> don't want to be I here. I don't always want to be there, man. Sometimes I want to feel good, man. And I little, feel you. Little baby is like, it makes me feel like cloudy days. I mean, yeah, man. And it's, <laughs> like to me, but that's what I like about trap music is that it comes from cloudy days. I don't think anyone's selling drugs because it's sunny outside and it's like, hey guys, you know, let's, let's move some pounds. Let's drive. Let's let's drive across, you know, these these cities and states with all this raw in our trunk. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> go to jail for the rest of our lives. Yeah, and that's smile sounds, the whole way. That sounds like a good time, and like all my friends are dead. Like that's what I'm saying. Or my friends are in jail. These are things like uh, G Harbo got the song PTSD. Mm-hmm. It got Juice World on there, and Juice World singing about like, you know, they said I'll be dead or in jail. And he's not here anymore. Like yeah. a lot of this music is sad, mm-hmm. but what I like about Little Baby is his sadness is like you kind of see the silver lining on my turn where he's talking about like I'm going to do better, I'm getting better, I'm improving, I'm coming from this situation where things weren't that great, but like because of rap, I'm able to elevate my life, my children's lives, my friends' lives. So yeah, like I got all of these scars, but like I'm still here. I'm absolutely here for what you're saying yo i think um little baby's discography has always been a little bit marked by darkness but you always heard the youth in his voice too because fact of the matter is it's like little baby is a little baby so um is he even 23 he's older than i think he's older than that but okay. not by I much he might just be like 24 right okay. not by much whatsoever um i want to say that the turning point was definitely like with yes indeed with the Drake feature, mm-hmm. the fact that he said, wah, 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 bitch, I'm little baby. But I feel like he's always kind of toying with this contract contrast in his music to where the music is increasingly more triumphant. You know, he his life is starting to settle down a little bit more. But just as he's always talking about like Shooter sort of being in his periphery, it's like he can't leave that part of his life 100% behind. He's That part of him is always going to be with him just as living in the West End is always going to be a part of him. And I feel like that's why I like the music. It's like he's toying around with these contrasts and by doing so he keeps me interested at least. Whereas with the baby, it's tough because it's a fun shtick but it wears thin after a little while. And that's my argument. And the little babies are us war. And the little babies are us war. Um, no, I mean I think that's fair. Um, I mean as far as the baby goes, I'm I'm interested to see what he's gonna do going forward. I mean I always want him to maintain that level of showmanship though. Like oh, I hope he sure. doesn't lose any of that because there's Same. as far as rappers go, I feel like that's not there's very little of that. Mm-hmm. So like I hope he I hope he maintains that. But we'll see where he goes. I mean. I guess with the Kirk intro, he went a little introspective, but he didn't, you know, he talks about his family a lot and, and his daughter, but he doesn't, that's not a, a subject that he's going to harp on too yeah. much. Like he's going to go back to, you know, to yeah. doing his character. And I'm okay with that. Like I like the baby a great deal. Yeah. It's just in this baby war, you got to pick a side. <laughs> in the baby war, you got to pick, pick a side. side. You got to pick yeah. a side. And yeah. I know if this was a deserted island, I can only pick one baby to listen to forever. I know little baby's going to motivate me to get off that 
deserted island. There's a baby that we haven't mentioned in this baby war. That's baby Keem. <laughs> and I feel like if we're going to argue. Does he qualify as part of this war in particular? He is a baby, though. I feel, Actually, like, I feel like he's a, I, he, he is a baby. I think he's a relevant baby. And he might be the newest born. He might still be in the NICU. But, like, he's getting ready to come outside. And the other babies are going to have to deal with him. Like, See, when Yo was playing the Nickelodeon, the Rugrats game earlier, I think he put Lil' Keem in just the right spot. No, no, no. Lil' Keem. He's talking about Baby Keem. Oh, baby, my God. I'm ba- so confused. Baby, baby oh. Keem is Deal Pickles. That's Deal. <laughs> That's the baby deal. <laughs> the, they, the, the, the Tommy didn't like. <laughs> no, wait. You have to explain the whole thing now. Tell the people. <laughs> So I got to Christina's house before a job pulled up and we were talking about which rugrats or which rappers. So we decided that little baby is Tommy because he's likely to have a screwdriver in his diaper to free all the other babies. Then you have Chucky, who is gonna. I'm not going to go into that. It's just <laughs> it's 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 pretty what it is. Phil and Lil would be little keyed and little got it. That's so perfect. <laughs> Angelica is Young Thug. That's amazing. Future is Cynthia. <laughs> and Baby Keem is Deal. Yes. And Listen. now the story's complete. And now, and now yes. Now we have a whole lineup. <laughs> now we have a whole lineup. These are the babies of Atlanta. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's yeah, I, I believe Baby Keem is in the most interesting spot. Well, one, because he is a baby. And mm-hmm. I don't know why everyone decided to call themselves babies all of a sudden, and they That's all new. at the same time. We got all these babies. I'm kind of, I'm kind of all right with baby over Lil. Yeah, I'm cool. We got a new transition because yeah, yeah, Lil yeah. went crazy for yeah, a Lil second. Yeah, Lil went real, it real, went real crazy, like ridiculous. So it's now, played out. But you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wow. Think, I think you can't really like Lil. Like you still like still Lil. Really, like, still Lil. Also, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to discredit the the young baby Tate's, the baby Rose, the side of baby. Like there's other babies. There are other babies. There's other babies. I feel like uh, I'm not mad at putting all the babies in the mix. We can throw all the babies in the mix. I feel like, I feel a like lot of babies they all have valid. Like they all have value. But I, I guess the the conversation is the baby that's gonna be the the baby that's gonna take us into the future. The baby and little baby to me are the biggest babies right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the biggest babies. Yeah. And with Woe going so crazy, you can see it is little baby's turn in some regards. I consider this album to be his thug motivation one on one. Whoa. Yo, I I don't know how John feels about it, but I think it's just front to back bangers. Yeah. To me, these beats hit and to me you get a really good idea of who little baby is. When Thug Motivation 101 dropped, you had a great idea who Jeezy was. He was your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Your favorite trapper's favorite trapper. Mm-hmm. I give, the, like, little baby is this triumphant. I'm from Atlanta, but I'm the next rapper. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy. Right. That's what I get from this album. This album says, I'm the guy. And for 20-whatever records, he lets you know, I'm the guy. That's what I'm betting on. Do you think that this album can have that kind of impact? Mm. Or you just are you just comparing it as far as no, like no. what I, the I album th- is? I think this is the one that's gonna make little babies fans. Like if you liked him before and you really like this album, I think you're following him wherever he goes next. And based on just receptions, I've seen people that have said they didn't like his other albums but really like this one. And okay. that's kind of been interesting. 
what didn't they like about the previous stuff i don't know everyone okay. everyone i was talking to was just like they didn't connect interesting the music interesting. didn't connect and I, I just believe that it didn't come together like this i believe like some mm-hmm. of uh like harder than ever yeah it's just like he has something he had like four tapes that came out that were good but i don't believe they were like strong albums all the way through i think he's a better writer i think he's a better rapper and i think his production is as good as it's been all the way through for this long it's just like the best project he's ever put out in hmm. my opinion just as a rapper it's just across the board an improvement of everything he's ever done i think whether you're a fan of this project kind of depends on like how you feel about his journey so far i think with the previous projects you can tell he was kind of more caught in between two worlds than even if he is right now like he still had traumatic stories from when before he was a rapper essentially talking about how like shit was going on at west end mall and stuff like that and I think there was a little bit more storytelling involved than I'm hearing on my turn. My turn is very much firmly like here in the present moment. He's like, I'm fucking winning. I can't deny this shit anymore. Yes, there's some bullshit going on in the periphery, but that's very firmly in my periphery. So it depends. It's like, do you appreciate little baby for the perspective that he had in the past? Or are you just willing to see him win? Do you want him to do like, yes, indeed, forever and ever and ever? Do you want him to link up with Drake forever and ever and ever? That's for you to decide. Um, This project, I think, is very solid. You can tell that like, he has a lot of endurance and especially like when future comes in future sounds like the sad drunk uncle in comparison <laughs> to little baby you're like wow i did not think future had age but here we are he what a is. time yeah, yeah. he's been sounding older lately mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know what uh the remix that little baby's on with future oh, and the, the baby the, the, oh the drake song uh, yeah, yeah. The life, life is good life is good remix. future sounds a little old during that verse it's a good and, verse and it's a much longer verse and he yeah. was like pushing his way through it and like I'm is that get, just the passage of time i'm gonna get there he i'm gonna get there. tired but by little baby's verse little baby's like he had a great nap gets <laughs> up, yeah, I guess so and just like takes off at the, end. Yeah, that's what the spider pistol goes off and he's 100 miles an hour down the <laughs> yeah, street right. but then i feel the same way about this album it's like he's just like going and going and going yeah but see yeah. i like that though that's mm-hmm. i could just listen to him rap i just like hearing him rap no i will say this i think that they haven't i don't know that i've heard anybody specifically call Lil baby a mumble rapper but if you listen to little little baby can rap like i'm gonna say that first and foremost like that kid can rap mm-hmm. um I guess for me, I was waiting for like you compared it to TM One Hundred and One. To me, for me, I was waiting for an album that was more like I am better than I was. Where, not saying the style changes, but like he injects something different or something more versatile. Yeah, versatile, showing some type of different. I mean, I know he's still young, and it's not like he's put out. A million albums but i'm just waiting for that thing to hear those songs that i say oh wow i didn't think that he would approach a a, a music like this a particular type of track or something that gives a different emotion that when we're used to the way 21 savage album opens up with a lot uh-huh that's that that fucked me up i was like oh shit yeah is about to do something different or even with tm 101 it felt like 
all these people were coming representing all coasts, all different parts of the country to rally for this one trap or die mm. dude, whether that was a Manny Fresh or Jay-Z. It just felt like everybody was sort of gathering around Jeezy to bring him up as Trapper of the Year. Right. Um, whereas I think Lil Baby, his universe still feels a little bit self-contained. Not that that's a bad thing or a good thing. I'm just saying that for like comparison's sake, mm -hmm. it doesn't quite match up for me. Oh yeah, I feel like maybe that was like a little bit of a reach. More so like the way TM101 like felt like it was triumphant mm -hmm. and like all the way through. And I yeah. kind of feel like that, like that's a very special album. I don't know how they crafted that to yeah, not have any like downs, right? Down, it's yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. specifically so up. And I hear that with Little Baby, but you're right. It's a lot. It's a little more self-contained. But like on this album, you have like a Little Wayne feature, which I was kind of surprised because I don't. Yeah. I don't necessarily put Wayne in that mm -hmm. orbit. You got Future, you got Gunna, you got Thug, but even like the those records to me still feel a little more like an improvement. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's yeah. oh, for sure. Like, like leveling up, like even him and Gunna still sound great together, even after Drip Harder. But like. You know, like Gunna does like the breath thing that yeah. he does on the, like you can tell like on high he does like the breath thing. Yeah, it's it's like, like I have this thing that I do. Now I have this thing now. He didn't have that thing before. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It <laughs> feels like a complete update or even um thug. Like I have been stuck on Thug saying he was depressed. I was like, man, I don't think I've heard young Thug say something that like open. Because Thug doesn't usually talk about himself. Right. Mm -hmm. He's talking about like how great things are or how bad things were but for him to get so internal so there's still moments where even the usual suspects aren't their complete usual selves right right right. i don't know man these are just things that i personally like no about that's the true maybe you don't have to come out the gate with a statement that shows that the world is behind you maybe you can let your universe expand little by little um, as people are literally following your career because keep in mind like little baby we've literally been watching a shit unfold like his first four mixtapes as Lil Baby were his first four releases, period. period. Across the year. Just so. in general. That is the moment he decided to become a rapper. Right. So we're watching this unfold before our very eyes. And considering how little time he's actually spent rapping, it is really impressive that he's been able to um, be in the same circles as a future, as a Lil Wayne. He sound, as he's, yeah, he's made his way to this point. Yeah, mm. for sure. For sure. Also, just kind of declaring it as like my turn. I feel like maybe that's what you're saying. He mm -hmm. has to say this because if he doesn't say, they're not going to just give it to you. That's yeah. true. Uh, Muhammad Ali said, I said I was the greatest before I knew I was. Mm -hmm. If you don't say you're the greatest, they might not give you that title. That's true. Right. If, that's you don't, true. if you don't claim it being your turn, you got to plant the seeds in people's mind. That this, is what you're, to. Mm -hmm. this is what you're listening to. This is what I'm telling you you're listening to. Whether you agree or not is up to you. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you that this is what it is. And exactly. Yeah. This is definitely a gym album, actually. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No time good, for nuance. No, 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 no time no. for these negative voices in your head. Yeah, you You're going to hit that treadmill, damn it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, you get some good cardio. Yeah, you get some good cardio out of this one. You yeah. for sure get some good cardio out of this one. Because that's his main appeal. Like, the thing with... Even, like, people like Lil Uzi Vert, like, his appearance actually kind of caught me off guard a little bit because Lil Uzi Vert seems so silly by comparison. Right. He's talking about how, like, some chick saying her birthday was in March and... He said yeah. bye because his diamonds were Sagittarius energy. Yeah, I would have. And I was like, this horoscope slander. I'm too yeah. used to this as a Gemini, and I felt very seen. <laughs> oh, you felt like you were. Geminis get slighted. You know this, yo. We do. We have it's... such a bad rap for no reason. If there was a reason, would you know? What? I would, I would. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Go ahead. Go ahead. 
See, see. Hold on, I just want to just double back. That little Uzi verse is so interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> I actually <laughs> like Uzi's verse. I, know, I, I do know. too. And I'm not even like a huge Uzi fan, but when he came on, I was like, oh. It Hello. Hi, Uzi. <laughs> Here you are. Well, like, yeah, like the horoscope stuff. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> He's like that kid down the street that just like wandered to play with the rest of the kids. And we was like, who are you? Like, like, you know, he lives in the neighborhood, but you really haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> <laughs> but now he's like outside standing right next like, to you. Where'd you learn like, that at? <laughs> You've been knowing how to do this the whole time. And <laughs> it was just a nice surprise. Like, yeah, Uzi's so interesting because. Who's his peers? I feel like he's in his own world, but yeah. also he's a part of that like Playboy Cardi, Young Thug, Baby Keem kind of group of artists. Whoever else would interpolate Backstreet Boys? In I haven't. Heard, I saw that he. I haven't heard the record, but I saw that he did that. And I, I need I was to like, play wow, that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Jeez. So whoever would actually do that? Oh man, he's that's not so that many people. No, that's but not that many people. You remember he came out with like the Scott Pilgrim themes and that's everything. Right. Like Uzi's such an interesting character, and no one really knows what he's gonna do next because you know he uh, sampled the Michael Montana Do It record, mm-hmm. and it's just like who's, right. who's thinking about that? Mm-hmm. Just Lil Uzi, man, he's in his own world. Yeah, only he could do that and be like texting DJ Premier, I think. <laughs> Is that what happened? Yeah, because like he refused to rap over one of his beats in Hot 97, but then he texted Premier after and he's like, it's not that I think you're an old, it's just I didn't like that DJ Premier beat. I wanted another one. I was like, what is this conversation? How did he, so he knows DJ Premier? Yes. Nobody wanted to believe that. <laughs> yeah, yeah Lil, Lil Uzi might be my dream interview now because I don't know what I would ask. Like, I just really wanted, like, let's just talk. Let's just have a conversation. Like, who are own. you? <laughs> <laughs> who are you really? Like, what do you do on your just, you know, downtime? Right. Like, other than be on YouTube. Because I can just tell, he probably just like, he's like an internet guy. Yeah. But like little baby is not an internet guy. No. Yeah, no. Well, the, the thing that uh, that keeps coming, and you both of you have said it a couple of times tonight. But the thing that keeps coming back to me is that little baby documentary. But from was a year ago? It's probably two years old now. It was like Preacher Man. I think it's. I don't. Was that what it's called? I think so. With it his was mom. Like, that his yeah. mom talking and pee and like. I think so. His, yeah. Like it seems like little baby really likes being in his hood, mm. and that's the part that just makes me like concerned to the point of not like he obviously he knows where he's going. I mean, this is somewhere he grew up and everything, but it's like, damn, bro, is that always the best place to be? Like always hanging around, and and you know, like. You 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 talk about doing this rap thing and, and like leaving that alone and being in a better place, but he's mentioned it. I know P talked about it in the documentary. Like sometimes I gotta go over there and get him. Like mm. he wants to be over there. Mm-hmm. So like a child, like bro, don't go over there. Don't go over there. Don't like go just don't look over there, man. Just oh, hang out on. over here where it's cool. But like I don't think it's weird. Rap is one of the weirdest genres to me because the artists are coming from places where they're telling you what happened there they're literally telling you these stories about cities and neighborhoods and places where you know their friends are in jail and people have been shot and murdered and all these things but like that's your home that's home too yeah that's your home and then rap inherently takes you out of that because Mm -hmm. you get all of this money yeah and you can get money super fast 
if you get like a deal where they just give you like 50 bands now you got 50 bands and you go back to the neighborhood right oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. 50 bands might not be a lot of money but it's a lot of money if you never had nothing and you go back to the neighborhood yeah, yeah, yeah. so what happens when you make like Five million dollars. You got Lambos and <laughs> Rolls Royce trucks. And all but you move into a neighborhood where there's they don't even look like you. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, like nah, the nah, people nah. you're around now might not even resemble who you used to see in your neighborhood. So where do you end up back in your neighborhood? Where you comfortable at hanging yeah. out? Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's very hard to tell somebody, hey, don't go over don't there. Be over there no more. Where yeah. where you want me to be at? I'm not even comfortable. I could be yeah, rich, but who, who wants to be rich that, and uncomfortable? Or I'm gonna have to move all of my homies to this one house so we go. Ain't <laughs> got have to be twenty of us living in here yeah. so I can be cool and feel like I'm in a place where I'm supposed to be. I think Twenty One Savage said something on Gia Harbo's album was like, "Man, if I bring my boys over here, they'll rob you." You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine like I can't bring you over here because like you'll take his watch. Yeah. And now I'm on the news because you took his watch. Mm-hmm. You know, like it gets it gets a little tricky because, like, systematically, you're trying to get to a place that improves your life, but everyone that you know, their lives haven't improved yet. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of caught in conflict, and that conflict, like, I don't know, bro. I feel like I, that's why I think a lot of rappers just end up in like really weird situations, like the baby, you know, just being in Walmart. Like he, was, he was just in Walmart. He wasn't like in the, you know what I'm saying? Doing some crazy shit. Riding around looking for somebody. Door. Yeah, got his yeah. kids with him. So then, then so shoot a guy there. And then you go to, you know what I'm saying, some store. Was he Louis Vuitton or whatever high fashion oh, yeah, store? Yeah, yeah. Now you get, now you get into him. a fight. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, Cam Cole Hart. Not Cam, <laughs> not Cam Cole Hart. Right the fuck out, <laughs> ass out, literally ass out in the middle of the mall. And then unfortunately, you lose your father next. Mm-hmm. So like all to me, all this conflict, and you're just a rapper. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like you haven't done anything other than make music, but like now you're dealing with all of these things at one time. That's a lot, bro. Yeah, no, I mean, this is a, you you know, when you take on that lifestyle, it's a lot to come with it. A, a whole lot more than just making cool music. Yeah, but that's one thing I think is like odd about the music industry because it's not really built for you coming from a certain lifestyle to adjust to this. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you look at the history of music, it wasn't like everyone was rappers. These companies and these businesses and these labels, they were built before your time, mm-hmm. but they're not adjusting to you. You got to adjust to them. Mm. I don't think that's fair. It's a dirty game. It's a big dirty game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's why I want little baby to win. Because he's overcome all <laughs> yeah, of this bullshit. Yeah, he's overcome all the bullshit. Right. I mean, despite everything, right? Because he talks in the beginning how, like, how P and Coach just kind of plucked him out of obscurity and just like looked at him as like, "You're gonna, you're gonna rap. This is what's gonna happen for you." And that's what kind of sucks about hip hop too is that, like, in the case for like a lot of people hip-hop ends up becoming a pipeline for those like who don't have any other options like if you have arrest records like a little baby like what other options do you have you're just going to apply for some office job somewhere unfortunately even though little baby is clearly resourceful young all this other stuff driven you know rap might be the only thing he has so maybe there's still some sort of disconnect where he's like i'm actually really good at this thing 
But this isn't entirely what I imagine for myself either. So right. he's kind of ca- caught between those two worlds also. But it should change my life, and I'm damn sure not going to complain. <laughs> Especially, like, with rap, it's kind of cool because you can kind of set up a microphone in your house and, like, make songs. But, like, the moment the songs come out, now you got to do interviews. Now you got to do this. Now you got to do that. You might not even be expecting the lifestyle that comes with rap because you can just do it in your crib. Mm-hmm. You know, you like, it could be its own business without you ever seeing a person until you have a hit. Mm-hmm. At the moment you have a hit, now people are not going to your doors with contracts. Like, that's why I thought the Megan Thee Stallion contract conversation was so interesting because no one really knows where she was in her life where she signed the contract. Like if you're 20 years old, you're a college student, and someone comes up to you $10,000 and say, hey, we're going to help you be a rapper, that might be a, a good situation at the time. And it might be like the first contract you ever get, so you feel really good about like, oh my God, I'm going to be a rapper now. Yeah. And now you fast forward <clears throat> five years, you're a superstar. Right. But the contract. Right. I don't know how much contract. I want to get into it with your boss, yo. But uh, like, I'm just saying, at I've been freelance writing for not quite as long, but like, like at least 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. So I've come across many a contract in my life. I think it's only right now in this point in time where I feel like I actually know where most of the shit even means. And even then, I still have to go back. I still have to ask people. It's because a lot of this shit, this information is elusive on purpose. Mm-hmm. There's a whole reason why there's legalese. Like these lawyers don't you want you to understand what you're actually signing up for. They make that shit obscure on purpose. They throw out all this random terminology. They don't like they don't make it the language very plain because they want they want as much control, as much of your rights as possible. Right. They're trying to catch you slipping. They're trying to catch you. So it's it was interesting that. Z's whole argument was like, there's so many more resources available online, blah, blah, blah. We're still catching up on all the shit that's on paper, like actually still. And I still think there's so much more to wrap our head around. And the thing is, is like, I feel like companies are gonna keep coming up with new terminology, whether they're in the music industry or not, because they're always gonna try to be fighting for whatever, whatever scraps that they could possibly get. So I was totally sympathetic with somebody like a Megan Thee Stallion because you think of a record, like you think of a label deal as like a way out. And at 20, like, I don't think, even if she understood everything that's on paper, like there's just no way, there's just no way. I'll well, just put it that way. Well, I mean, listen, I mean, we're here now having the conversation. So let's have the conversation <laughs> a little bit. Um, So I get it. Like, Chances are the first record deal you sign, unless you have some type of crazy leverage, you have, you know, some ridiculous buzz or you're out making enough money independently to where, you know, you can tell a label, fuck you, I don't have to do shit. And you go in there, you can hold your nuts a little bit. You're probably going to get like a shitty deal. Right. Mm -hmm. And I get that there's a long history of artists getting shitty deals. So there's part of conventional wisdom that says, okay, you know, you're going to get fucked. So protect yourself like do it the right way etc cetera, etc cetera. and for not for nothing Megan hasn't really to my knowledge from at least the video I saw she didn't say one way or another about who was representing her I don't, I don't know I'm assuming she had a lawyer I don't know if she did or not but I would think that she had a law she has had a lawyer sometime in the past three years right since you know her stock has risen and she, shit is blown up mm-hmm. so I get the fact that there's a lot of resources and there has to be some level of responsibility to figure out what's in the contract the best way you can at the time. 
that said, I don't think there's anybody at any point above getting fucked over. Mm-hmm. Like Taylor Swift is feels like she got fucked over. There's that part. Taylor Swift is uh, at the time was a small white child that had as much resources as you can possibly have. Aren't her parents lawyers? Yeah, I think so. Like she has like and she got fucked still. Like mm-hmm. that's the whole purpose of the contract is to do that to you. So like I'm not saying don't have a lawyer. I'm not saying that there's no personal responsibility, but just the idea of well, just get a lawyer and that will fix it. Like you can have a lawyer and still get fucked over. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that it's necessarily mutually exclusive to mm-hmm. you being protected from I mean, 60-40 split sounds crazy. Some of the yeah, stuff that, that came out that, in the TMZ sound, report sounds, sounds insane. But, you know, it's it's so many nuances. And, I, and I, I just think Twitter is a very hard place to have certain discourse because you're trying to micro-size these very gigantic thoughts about yeah. something that we, we still don't fully know everything about. And everyone is going to have a different uh, situation, regardless if you have a lawyer or not. When you get a contract, that contract is going to have some terminology in it. It could just be one sentence. Mm-hmm. It could yeah, be just one sentence that you overlook. But this and, means that... Yo, that's what I'm saying. Like It's, it's just very difficult. I and mean, that's what I kind of really like about the little baby story that QCMP, from our understanding, he has no issues with their relationship or any contracts that he signed, especially since they plucked him out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They picked him, and from my understanding, they did right by him. And mm-hmm. I think that should be like the energy I would hope most managers and most people move with is, man, you're dealing with these kids. You're dealing with kids. You're dealing with little babies. Yes. <laughs> little rugrats. Yes. And even if your intentions aren't negative, of course, you're trying to get yours too. Mm-hmm. But like, you should get yours. You should get yours. No work that no you one, do. You no about one, to do a lot of work to exactly. make sure you get paid for that. No one wants you to not get yours. But like you can't put them in a position where they can't like eat. Yeah, or where you own them in perpetuity to some ridiculous. I mean, here's the thing, right? To me, if you are a record label or a production company, whatever the thing is, if your if your business is to uh, assess talent and and do business with talent. If you're good at that and you feel like this is what you're good at professionally, you should be able to do that several times over. In, That's right. in, Q, in QC's example, they have Amigos, they have a City Girls, they have a little baby, they have Duke Deuce, they have, like, I mean, there's, there's an infinite number of QC artists, right? Mm-hmm. And so a majority of them, those ones that I just named, have been relatively pretty successful up to this point. Mm-hmm. And obviously the Migos is like a whole nother thing. So they've made a bunch of money and everybody seems happy. I don't see why that's hard. That shouldn't be difficult to do. That, that should be the norm. Like if you're, even if you're greedy as a record label and say we want a bunch of money. Okay, so then find a bunch, bunch of, of artists. artists. Yeah. You don't have to like gouge this. Oh, she's going to be a star. So we're going to chop her in half and we know she's going to make a bunch of money. And you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't have like you don't have to be greedy like that. You can just sign a bunch of artists who you all think could be successful, work to make them successful. And then you have a bunch of money. You can actually be good at business. You can be good at business and, and, and have a bunch of artists who make a bunch of money and be successful. And like it can all happen. I don't see why that's impossible. But like a certain level of greed comes in when you say like a 60 40 split and you pay for everything. 
<laughs> you ain't made no music. <laughs> you ain't made, I gotta pay everybody out of forty percent, mm-hmm. and then you want all of my touring money and all this other Come shit. On, like, what man. the fuck? That's just that's just insane. I don't understand how. That's insane. I mean, I, I don't understand how that would slip under the radar. But like you said, they use a lot of language to make sure that it slips under the radar. And and maybe they were doing a lot of heavy lifting early on and they felt like, well, if we're going to be doing all of this, then maybe maybe that's what I'm saying. Like maybe they felt entitled to it based on what they said. What they they said they were going to put in. But who knows what they said they were going to put in. Uh, They gave her a $10,000 advance, but that does not tell us what the entire contract read as. I don't know what I don't know what. I don't always know what record labels do anymore. I'll be honest. With you. <laughs> I don't always fully understand what record labels do as like a entity. Like I know the building relationships part. I get mm-hmm. that, but like as far as making an artist blow up or making the artist become something, I just don't know. Especially early on, it's hard too. to tell nowadays how much they're actually responsible for because everyone knows sure. they're not doing artist development. Mm-hmm. They're oh, expecting right. artists to come whole. Right. So, like, what you're basically selling us is that you assess the talent, sign the talent, and then use the relationships you have to I leverage guess, the to, talent to, to, to lever- get more attention. To, yeah, to get to yeah to be have other opportunities to do things. You I don't made know. this person drive the boat, parlay that into something. Yeah, but I mean, mm-hmm. even from that standpoint, like you know, these artists have publicists that like. Publicist isn't the record label. The publicist is the publicist. Mm-hmm. The lawyer isn't the record label. The lawyer is a lawyer. The mm-hmm. manager isn't the record label. The but, manager is the manager. They, they cases, all make things go. But there been cases where the label gave you all of that. Like the label gave you your lawyer. They gave you your publicist. Well, and, to, you, yeah, and see, to me, that's when yeah. it's the most shady. <laughs> like, <laughs> if they're giving you like that, you know, that's a whole other problem. But yeah. like, I don't always, you know. That's what I'm saying. It so all, to be entitled to that is very, like, what, what did you do shaky. to be entitled to that? Because every, every case is different. Every right, case every is case is different, so. right? And so you can't there's, there's even no from that way. standpoint. I guess it's hard to, you know, people have gotten fucked in different ways. In many different <laughs> it's ways. It's not just like the sixty forty split is the common. Like, nah. nah. Well, the the part of you really getting fucked is when they can say you can't drop music. Because I was thinking about Megan's situation and the way when Wayne said he was like a prisoner, and he mm. couldn't drop the Carter Five, and the Carter Five mm. was in limbo for like four years. Yeah. And I was asking people like, yo, how long can Megan go without dropping music? And she I'm glad I'm glad she got the situation early. But like, if you draw this out and you get caught up in legal, you get caught up in courtrooms for two, three, four years, man, the you can't, you will have no boat to drive. Well, plus that bitch record wasn't it. I don't know, I don't know about all that. I don't know. I, I didn't I play it again. I, I didn't like that record. So like to me, it was like she had to come back quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she clearly she was planning on coming back quick until this shit happened. Yeah. So I guess I hope this record that comes out Friday I, I she is go, like I hope she go crazy. I hope it's an amazing I song that comes out crazy. on Friday and just like because it could be a, it could definitely be a triumph moment. It could yeah. definitely be. And that's like, what I'm saying. Like you kind of got to get into the point where you can have that my turn moment where yeah. you can like make that declaration. And that's the cool thing about little baby is he never got caught up where he couldn't do anything. So like the, all the momentum he's built over the years since my dog has been so smooth. And I think if you have a good record label, you have a good record situation and you make good music, you can build up the momentum four or five tapes, drop a big album, and now you have like a, a rap career. Way to bring it back to Lil Baby after we talked about some whole other I'm shit. Not I love it. I'm not letting it go. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Oh, man. Well, we appreciate you listening to the Something to Say podcast produced by Michael Saber out here in the SWATs. 
We cannot do this podcast without your support. So head on over to patreon.com slash something to say if you're interested.